Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I break down the Chiefs' surprising loss to the Chargers at home and preview Sunday's game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Joe, we would have never guessed the Chiefs would start the season one and two. So, uh, uh. what's what's Joe? What's wrong with the defending AFC champs? Oh man, I guess Jeff. Just thinking about this past week. I mean, again, all right. Let's 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 talk about the things that have been consistent over the course of the last, you know, four games, right? Um, and and I think where what we see right now is the Chiefs' inability to score early, right? If you look consistently at the box scores over – if you didn't even watch any of the games and you just looked at the box scores and you said, okay, let me take a look at week one, week two, I think what, you know, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing – not a lot of scoring. Now, are they getting production in the first half? Yes, they're getting production, but they're just not scoring in the first half of games. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's costing them. I think it's allowing teams to hang around and it's keeping, you know, it's keeping teams, you know, in the game. And, and when you look at, at three weeks of football, the inability, you know, let's take the Chargers game, you know, three points in the first half, to the to the Chargers 14 it, it it's just it's not an easy place to start from in the yeah. NFL I don't care who you're playing and I think it's almost you take Mahomes is so amazing and you kind of take him for granted like even as great as he is putting him in a in a deficit um each week is is it's a tough thing to do and, and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about I mean Mahomes is still Mahomes um he's had some uncharacteristic turnovers the one obviously in the Ravens game which really uh turned that game with uh and, and this I thought was I thought the interception early against the Chargers was even worse because one of the things that the, the Chiefs are so spectacular and so fun to watch because they're not only excellent on offense but they do so many cool things it's just fun to watch. Trick plays. It's just like there's a reason Mahomes is nicknamed Showtime. It's like the Showtime later. Sure. Um, but the pass, and it was off Marcus Kemp's hand, so he deserves some blame. But Marcus Kemp was wide open, and Mahomes threw a no-look pass to him. I think if he just throws a normal pass, it's a little lower, and Kemp catches it, and it's uh, – it's a touchdown. Yeah, I think that – well, the, the thing that I hated about that early interception was that it was a little bit freakish, right? Like mm-hmm. it's boing and the ball's just like – Totally. Flying out there. Um, you know, should it have been caught? Was it thrown right? You know, who knows? But nonetheless, 
the one, you know, and I and I don't disagree with you, Jeff, that it was a tough pick because it was early in the game and it set the Chiefs back. That pick at the end, did you see Travis Kelsey's body language for like, you know, what can seem like an eternity, even though it was only like three or four seconds, but mm-hmm. just to watch Travis Kelsey's body language, just like he looked so defeated yeah. on that pick because I think now granted he he look he is the ultimate team player man he never he has got his players back like nobody i've ever seen but you could almost sense his disappointment in that just by his body language and maybe he was just doing it subconsciously he wasn't even consciously trying to be ticked off or upset it just he looked so defeated because i think he felt like oh man patrick really forced that one you know he he was so trying to make that play um, to get them into position to, you know, to win the game. And, and when it didn't, you know, oh, he just, I, I, I felt for Travis, I felt for Patrick on that play. Cause it just, the body language was told the whole story. Yeah. He looked so not only disappointed, but frustrated, but also frustrated. And, you know, Good Kelsey work. is actually, Kelsey was terrific that game. He's, he was uh, for all, whatever is, is um, hindering the chiefs. It's not Travis Kelsey. He has been as good as ever. You know, that, that play where he broke five tackles uh, against the Ravens to score. And he was, he was great. There, were, there was one series where they just kept going to Kelsey. I think it was three in a row where he had uh, completions. So, but yeah, you could definitely see the frustration on his face. Well, I, and I got I to gotta give Clyde Edwards-Alaire, let's, let's just focus on the positives. Mm-hmm. I thought it was his best game since he's been in a Chiefs uniform, in my opinion. Now, granted, he's probably had – he's had more games, better yardage. Now, I'm focusing on the positive. The turnovers, you know, are really going to put a mark on him these last two – obviously the last game when it came at that really critical time. But I just think he's got – you know, he's got to hold on ball. But I thought, personally, the way that he ran and the way that they used him out of the backfield, it was maybe not his best, but one of his best or possibly his best game in a Chiefs uniform, barring the fumble. Um, I was really impressed with the way he played. He ran hard. He ran hard. He was elusive. He found holes. He made, there were times where he made something out of nothing. And I was super impressed with Clyde Wardler. I think this is, I think if he can get this fumble thing under control, I think it's going to, it's going to, it's going to, this is going to this is going to be the year for him that I thought it was going to be if he gets if he gets that under control. I think it has to be his year. If the Chiefs are going to continue to score points, he has to have that kind of year because they're starting to look really one-dimensional in the passing game from, you know, the, just the, the you know, the, the perception of what Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are doing and then nobody else. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's what's, you know, you look at, 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 again, back to stats and back to box scores. You know, I think Tyreek had a good game, 11 yards a catch. I think McCall Hardman, it just, the production's not there. You know, you look at Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, like eight, ca- the ball eight catches, yeah. seven right. catches, six catches, 100 yards, 50 yards, 50 yards. Jared Cook, with you know, with 27 yards. Donald Parnum with a 19-yard grab. The Chiefs just aren't getting that that spread out production out of the passing game. I think that they're going to need. That, that's why I think a lot of the pressure is on Clyde. I agree that he ran hard. hard. He was physical, um, but obviously, I mean, you can't you can't fumble 
no matter who you are, you can't have lose two fumbles in back-to-back games. Uh, what, what's interesting is the Chiefs, you know, so the very last play of their game against the Ravens, Edwards Elaine obviously had the costly fumble was kind of the go of that game. I like that the Chiefs, the very first offensive play, a rush to, to Edwards Elaine. And after he fumbled against the Chargers, very first offensive play when the Chiefs had the ball next, they went again to Edwards Elaine. So they're, you know, they're trying to stick with them. Um, Listen, Eric Bianami was a running back. Yeah. He knows. He right. knows the psychology. He knows the psychology of the game. Andy Reid is a player's coach. He knows the psychology of the game, and I give them full credit for that. They know that to instill that kind of confidence, it's, they do it on the line. You'll see. You'll see it happen on the offensive line. You know, somebody misses a block, they jump offside, they do something, cost the team a little something. They'll run right back at somebody. You know, they'll run the ball behind that person or set them up in a in a tough passing situation to build their confidence back. And and they do they do it with a lot of positions. I give Andy Reid. And Eric Bianami on the offensive side, a lot of credit for that. Jeff, that is an awesome point. Awesome point that, you know, maybe a lot of fans might not have noticed that. You know, they might not have noticed that as soon as he came back out on the field in both those situations, they gave the ball right back to him. He's going to be great. I, I, I am super, super high on Clyde Edwards-Alaire right now. Granted, the fumble stuff, you know, who am I? I'm, I'm a lineman who, you know, I've got 10 thumbs, you know, so <laughs> who, who am I to say, talk about, you know, you know, three points of pressure, four points of pressure, right? Your hands, your forearm, your bicep, and your body. Like, I know, I know what you're supposed to do, but you know, look, I'm a lineman. I, you know, I play touch football or something like that, and I'm I'm carrying that ball around like a loaf of bread, you know. And uh, you know, so I, 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 it's it's tough for me to make that kind of judgment on somebody like that in that position, but I do get it. You know, regardless of whether I was a lineman or not, we get get the chance to to be critical and and i think that's that's gonna it can't be what it can't be what bites him but i think the chiefs are doing a great job to overcome it and i think he's gonna be a great player i think he fits in this offense perfect i think this year is is showing it even though they're one and two i i think it's it's coming it's becoming very clear that clyde edwards alaire is going to be a perfect puzzle piece in this offense if they can control the turnovers well more on on the chiefs not only their one and two star but we'll talk andy reed uh, and hoping he's okay, the Josh Gordon signing, the offensive line. But first, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, you know, a big matchup here potentially for Andy Reid going against his former team, team you grew up rooting for, the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I, I am concerned that the Chiefs were, were saying that he's uh, he missed, obviously, the post-game press conference on Sunday and the Monday morning press conference um, or the Monday at, at noon press conference uh, because he had been out of the game. He had been ill and taken to the hospital. Chiefs said he's back at work and everything is fine. I, I'm 
still concerned. Um, you know, I was talking to my wife about this, who, who's a doctor, and, and and she's like, you know, it's a, it's a major thing to get hospitalized, taken by an ambulance, and then also to stay overnight. Like they don't, you know, everything nowadays is trying to get you out, outpatient. Uh, you know, the reports that it's dehydration. I, I don't want to comment too much because it's obviously a private thing. We're wishing him well, but I think there is some concern that there could be, um, you know, something something a little bit more serious. I'm sure he wouldn't be back to work if it's truly truly critical. But a little bit as a scare, we're all we're all thinking uh, about him. Oh, definitely. That's uh, it was so devastating to hear, you know, that 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 had happened. I was getting texts from friends and. You know, I know, I know everybody was, uh, you know, they're, they're pulling for him because he's a great guy. His style, like that, that's, everybody gets the, the right to criticize a coach or a team or player on things that they do because that's part of sports. And that's what we're all, you know, we're all, we all have that right as a fan, to, privilege as a fan to, you know, to second guess and be armchair quarterbacks. But let me tell you, Andy Reid is a great guy. So whether you are a fan or not, it's, it's, you don't want anything like that for somebody who really does care about, you know, and, uh, you know, care about his play, cares about his players, you know, had a lot, you know, had his own family issues and, you know, he just, he's a really good person. And, and I hope, you know, wish him a speedy recovery. And, and, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are going to, you know, kind of be wanting him to be back for this whole Eagles chiefs thing. Cause how right. often does that happen? Right. Where you only play the division every so often, right. Mm-hmm. When you're mixing up the, the conferences. So, um, you know, it'll be a while again before he gets to play the Eagles. And, you know, by the next time they get to play the Eagles, you know, Andy Reid could be retired. And, you know, you, you know, you never know if, if uh, people are, are even going to remember new generations of fans come along and you don't even remember that he was an Eagles coach, right? So it, this now's the time. I think a lot of people may be disappointed if he doesn't, doesn't do that. But his health is the most important thing, you know, him, him getting healthy and getting back. That's, that's the most important thing. And, um, you know, it's always tough when somebody does that. Hey, at the very least, at least with coaches, you don't have to worry about the IR stuff and you don't have to worry about like being noted by Thursday, whether you're out or questionable coaches can, he can take this week to heal up and then he can be, you know, ready for the game when he's ready physically to make the trip and, and to do that. So I think he's, um, you know, I think he's, uh, you know, he, he's going to want, he's going to be on that plane going to Philadelphia to meet up with old friends, see, see people that he knows. And um, in Philadelphia where he, where he was, he's, he's one of those beloved coaches for sure. Um, and, and yeah, the, you mentioned, well, well said on Reed, uh, Joe, and there's a reason he was such a sentimental favorite uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, everyone wanted to see him win because he is uh, so well liked uh, back to the chiefs as a whole. Um, you know, you stated, uh, adeptly that one of the reasons the Chiefs are one and two is just they keep getting these deficits. The offense hasn't been clicking early enough in games. Um, what else do you think do you attribute their one and two start to? And do you think an interesting signing, Josh Gordon at receiver, do you think he could fix some of those issues? Well, I'll start. we'll start with the Josh Gordon thing. I mean, his measurables go to what we've talked about in the off season, right, Jeff? I mean, his measurables are he's six foot three, 225 pounds. He's not, he's unlike any receiver that the Chiefs have on their roster. So he's a, you know, maybe Brett, though. I mean, maybe, six, I, I know he probably could, I think he ran about a 
four, 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 five in, in, in his prime. Like if you had designed a receiver physically, he's this guy. For, for sure. I mean, and it's everything, you know, maybe Brett Beach was reading our diaries and uh, <laughs> listening to our, our podcast, right. And talking about, Clearly. you know, where, where, where we, we thought they would go with their receiving core. Right. I mean, when you think about about the types of players like that, I mean, he, he almost has the same kind of measurables that like a Terrell Owens had. You think about ah. the physicality. Terrell Owens, six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. Uh, you know, very similar body type. Um, and you know the way that you know Terrell Owens was used by you know all the teams that he was on. You know, whether it was you know the Eagles or you know, whether it was San Francisco or Dallas, like, you know, he, obviously he bounced around a little bit, but, um, you know, that was, that was his game. And I, maybe Brett Beach is thinking maybe we've, and here's the other thing, maybe they want to use them, you know, on the scout team to give defenses a look at that type of receiver. Cause think about, think about the defense, right? When, when you're, when you're at practice you're only as good as the players that you're going against, right? And Coach Schottenheimer used to talk about that all the time. It's the way he motivated us to practice. You, 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 what happens out on the practice field, you have to simulate is what's going to happen in the game, right? And when you get out in, into the game and you've got, you know, players on the other side of the ball during the week that are going hard and working hard and, and they're, they're practicing hard. And, you know, that is the kind, that's the kind of stuff that um, makes you better during the week. Um, think about Keenan Allen, right? I mean, there were times where, you know, Tony Romo made, made a few call. He made a call on one play. I remember when he was like, you know, uh, are they going to go to Keenan Allen on this? They're going to run this route. And didn't they? And it was like, bam. And, and they were like, Tony, great call. And you know Keenan Allen, six foot two, two hundred and eleven pounds. Maybe maybe you bring in a Josh Gordon so that he's a, he is an ability. He gives the Chiefs an ability to have better looks in practice. Spitball and some some conspiracy theories about why you would bring somebody in like that on practice squad. They've said before, you know, he's going to get well. They let him get familiar with the offense. That you know that that could be a, a factor as well. Yeah, which is which is it's another that brings up another point that I was thinking about p- prior to the pod is, is you know is you know unbelievable that you can sign a guy with that kind of uh, credibility and and tenure right to the practice squad. You couldn't do that back when I was playing. Yeah, I mean, right, practice right. squad was limited to I can't remember the particulars, but you couldn't have had more than X amount of games played. And I think it was like after three years, you either made an active roster, you couldn't be on a practice squad. So. You know, that's the Chiefs just taking advantage of the new rule with getting getting him on the practice squad. And, and I think he could probably be just as much of a help going against our defense as he will be, you know, the production he might give and giving, you know, Eric Bieniemy another facet to an offense, which I don't think is really struggling. I don't – I mean, short of the turnovers, I, I, think, I think our offense is actually in good shape. I mean, I, I, th- I think we don't have – the turnovers in that game, I, I, I think we win that game. I really do, Jeff. I'm not just being a homer and, you know, chief, chief, chiefs. I, I really do believe that if, if we don't have those turnovers in that game, I think we win. I think we, we win by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. I really do. Again, not being a homer and just, you know, pulling out my chief's card. I, I, I really feel like it was the turnovers in that particular game. Although Justin Herbert played great and Austin Eckler played great. I mean, I think the, the Chargers gave the Chiefs everything they had 
They had a great game plan. But I still think minus the turnovers, I still think the Chiefs win. Or that the Chiefs can start, you know, starting the games a little faster on offense and scoring more points early just to take a little of the pressure off. Uh, several of the Chiefs mentioned your point. They're just like, you know, we four turnovers, we're moving ball. We, we, we win without that. Uh, you're absolutely right. You know, Gordon, another interesting thing about him. So I, I do think that one of the – which you touched upon earlier, um, one of the concerns has been – that teams just focus on shutting down Hill and Kelsey, he could potentially give them that other target, that big body target, not just in practices, but they need that, uh, just another guy um, for Mahomes to, to target. And, and, you know, it's worth a flyer. Josh Gordon, I believe was in 2013. He led the league in receiving. He's such a talent. Now he's now 30. So we don't, he hasn't played in two years. He might, um, you know, he might not still – might have lost a step. We don't know. He also – you know, he's, he's obviously got some question marks. The, the amount of suspensions he's had, you know, you hope he can, not only for the Chiefs' sake, but his own sake, uh, uh, stay clean. But, you know, Brett Veach is always smart about taking flyers. I wrote a story how they have the big man on the uh, Baylor National Championship, Mark Vidal. They signed him to the practice squad. I mean, it just never hurts to have a, a shot – Joe, and we, the other, we're talking about the issues that are dragging down the Chiefs. Yeah, they had the four turnovers. I also still have some defensive concerns. They did well against the run, but the, the Chargers are not really, we talked about this, they're not, they're not like a running it up the gut, that type of team. They're not like the Browns or the Ravens. They're more get uh, Austin Eckler in the flat. Um, but, but still the pass defense has some issues um, and red zone defense continues a lot of guys wide open in that area. And that, that has been an issue in a couple games. Yeah, Jeff. I mean, I agree. I don't think this was a running game issue. This wasn't a Derrick Henry jam the ball at you and, you know, just mash it at you. I, I it really was not that kind of a, of, of, a, of a defensive loss, let's call it, or, or where the defense struggled. It really was in, you know, it was in the passing game. I mean, it was, you know, you know, four touchdown passes, you know, from a relatively young quarterback. I mean, that was, you know, with an average of, you know, seven and a half yards. I mean, that's that, that's that, that's that really tough area to defend. And the Chiefs didn't really do a whole lot in what I would call that middle of the field defense in the passing game. You know, they, they didn't, you know, didn't really have the big, long, you know, I think, what Austin Eckler's longest, uh, uh, or the, or Mike Williams had the 43 yarder. And other mm-hmm. than that, it was, you know, it was in that, you know, it was in that 15 yard range that really got them. You know, it was the big plays. I mean, you had the long play by Williams. You had Eckler had the 16 yard, 16 yarders, his longest Keenan Allen had that, that tough one for 15 yards. We were just talking about the Tony Romo kind of called. You had the 21-yarder for Jared Cook and the 19-yarder for Donald Parham. I mean, those are those are in that sweet spot of where you can really eat away at a defense if you can take advantage of that. You know, nobody nobody went super deep. There wasn't a whole lot of bombs. Uh, you know, I don't think the Chiefs have a speed issue in in the defensive backfield. I think it's a coordination issue. You know, and, and to be honest, I mean, there wasn't. Uh, I thought, you know, going to the Charger side, uh, you know, I thought their offensive line played pretty well against the Chiefs defense mm-hmm. defensive line. I think Chris Jones was, you know, he had his he had some rushes. You know, he had he had Justin Herbert like running around a little bit. Um, 
but you know, relatively, I think, ineffective um, at really getting at him in this game. Not a lot of pressure. And, you know, you give a hungry quarterback with nothing to lose, you know, you give him some time and he's going to make some plays. And, and he did. He took, they, they made some gutsy plays. They went for it on fourth down. Uh, they converted. And, and they converted with a pass. Like that was, you know, I could see if it's fourth and inches and you just mash it up the middle. Of course, you're probably going to get that fourth down conversion. But to, to convert on, on a, you know, on a fourth down with a pass, that's, that's where I'm concerned. You know, I don't know whether it's, uh, you know, if, if it, what, I don't know what they're missing at this point. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's Willie Gay Jr. that they're missing something. They're missing something in, in the short to medium pass game. Just too many open, too many open passes. Definitely. Uh, Joe, each week we try and kind of evaluate the offensive line. Again, it was the major storyline of the offseason after getting in five new starters and obviously given your expertise. Uh, what I saw, obviously the run game looked very good, more than 180 uh, rushing yards. Edwards Hilaire had uh, his third career 100-yard game. Joe, I saw, and granted, Joey Bose is one of the best in the business and, and, and it's a tough defense. To me, though, Lucas Niang, I saw him several times getting beat um, on the pass rush. Did you see that, too? And what did you, you again, week three, what did you, your evaluation of the offensive line? Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, give, I would give the offensive line a, a B, a B plus, maybe. I thought they played okay. I mean, I uh-huh. think they're still coming together. I don't think there was anything egregious, you know, where they just, you know, where they just blew it, you know. Um, the, the, the sack that Bosa had, obviously there was the back and forth, oh, we're supposed to go to play, is he not going to play? And that can, get, that can get into an offensive line's head a little bit, you know, trying to think about how they're going to stop certain pass rushers. And, you know, you're watching that player all week on tape and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to figure out how, what, you know, what technique you're going to use against him or whatever. But for me, it was that uh, the sack uh, that he had, that was, that was actually Trey Smith. That was a swim move mm. that Joey Bosa put on, on Trey Smith for the, you know, for the one sack that they had. Right. I mean, you know, that, that, that the uh, chargers really had, that was a clean, you know, they had that one sack where, you know, uh, Patrick was rolling out and he just, you know, it was like a coverage sack. He was way out of the pocket. The defensive back came up or maybe it was the linebacker came up and made that play for, for San Diego or for, for the Chargers. I almost said San Diego. There we go. We were, I remember we had that little bet. We were, who was going to say San Diego first, um, you know, for the Chargers. Um, but that was the, that was the one like, but you know what, that happens. If you're not getting beat for a sack every once in a while by one of the best pass rushers in the league, you're probably not playing. It means you're sitting on the sideline. So I'm not going to, we're not going to bury Trey Smith yet, um, but that was the one really poor play that I saw. It was just a basic swim move by Joey Bosa, and you know he got around, and it just it Patrick didn't had no time to even react on that one. It wasn't even like it was a clean move right off the ball, mm-hmm. and um, you know I think maybe 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 Trey was a little too aggressive, and maybe he was trying to sell you know some kind of a run to slow uh, Bosa down. Um, but that was the one that I think um, that really hurt uh, as far as the pure sack. Otherwise, I got I got to give them credit. I, I think they're coming together. I they're staying healthy. They're meshing on their on their on their zone blocks. Um, they're giving uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire plenty of room and 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 staying on blocks enough for him to be able to do his thing. I, I'm 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 okay. I'm happy with it. I really am. I think they you know look. We couldn't. We we shouldn't have expected Lucas Niang, Trey Smith, and Creed Humphrey as three 
air quotes, rookies to, to be all pros right out of the gate. Given what we've been talking about off, all offseason, I'd say that I'd say that offensive line is, is doing just fine. I, and I don't think it's their problem right now. I think it's a it's a it's a inability to score early, which can be an offensive line problem if they're not blocking well. Um, it's 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 sort of that game plan getting into the end zone early, and I think the defensive pass game for this one, and kind of sneaking into those other games where they, you know, the last one that they lost as well against the Ravens. Great analysis, Joe, as always. Uh, now moving on to the Eagles, they obviously did not look good uh, on Monday Night Football. Got they were beaten soundly by the Cowboys. So I really do expect the Chiefs to win and, and to win handily. Uh, I think they've got to be super motivated, obviously, coming off uh, two consecutive losses. Um, but, you know, the Eagles do present some challenges. I, I think they, they've got a tough defensive line still. Uh, you know, Fletcher Cox and those guys are really good. Uh, the Eagles actually statistically are a pretty good running team. And one of the things uh, Monday night, it was very weird that they just never gave – they gave the ball to Miles Sanders, I think, twice. And one of them was a super long carry. Uh, Jalen Hurts is really tough on the RPO, and I, if I'm Nick Sirianni, I try and – he's not Lamar Jackson, but he is a mobile quarterback, a good runner. I try and do some of those same things. Uh, so there are some, some potential challenges. But, Joe, how, how do you see this uh, matchup uh, yeah. going down? Yeah, Jeff. I mean, I, <laughs> obviously, I didn't get last week's right. Uh, didn't get the Baltimore game right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, th- this team definitely has some issues. Our, our, I'm talking about the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, look, I'm not going to, I'm going to, this is, this is, this is Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy's version of giving Clyde Edwards Alaire the ball right after he fumbles twice. I'm still going to say the Chiefs win and I think they would handily. I'm not gun shy at this point in thinking, you know, just because I've, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm Clyde Edwards Alaire for, for a little bit. He's obviously a lot faster than I ever will be in my life. You have um, a size advantage, though. You have. I do have, have a little <laughs> bit of a size advantage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy for the ball, and I'm gonna say, "Give me the ball, coach," because I know I fumbled twice, and I'm still gonna say that the Chiefs are gonna win this game by at least ten points, and and it could be a two touchdown game for them. And I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get, uh, you know, caught up in the fact that I've, I've, I've fumbled twice in the last two games. Um, I still think the Eagles have a long, long way to go against a team like this. Um, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up the way that the chargers and the Ravens and the Browns did offensively. We talked about this, Jeff, we talked about those first three games mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I don't want to pat us on the back too much. I want our heads to be able to fit into the, into the room here. I want our heads to get too big, but like we talked a lot about this in, in the off season about these first games um, that the chiefs were going to have in, in the first several weeks of the, um, of the, uh, you know, uh, of the season. And it's kind of coming true, you know, everything that we talked about. Um, again, I know I'm, I'm diverting from the Eagles, but I, I am going to get there. I, I still think that the Chiefs win this game pretty handily. Um, I think it's a 10.2 touchdown game. I don't think the matchups are there for the Chiefs uh, or for the Eagles offensively to stay with the Chiefs, even though we are having some some offensive struggles or uh, defensive, uh, you know, struggles in the um, in the passing game, you know, I think I think the world of Jalen Hurts. I think he was a. I think I think he's going to be a great player. Uh, I love what he did in college. I love his story. 
Um, you know, I think the Eagles offensive line is, is rebuilding. So they've got some, they've got some, you know, they've got some work to do. Um, but I think the offense is, I think our, the chiefs offense slow start or not, I think they're going to put up some points and, and I think they're going to, I think they're going to jump out pretty quickly and, and take advantage of, of the Eagles lack of, uh, you know, of a real, of real defensive prowess. Uh, so do you have a prediction here, a score, which we can, maybe we should also, you know, last year, the score predictions were uh, a lot more fun. We were getting a lot closer. <laughs> on most of yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Especially when the W's were coming. Right, um, right. And, you know, I think, um, Oh, you know what, Jeff, I do want to say something though, real quick. I, I do want to, I want to tip my hat to Patrick Mahomes for his, uh, professionalism on on you know what uh, he had come out and said about hey maybe I should start believing in Justin Herbert I mean I thought that was really classy of him because I know you know he made that offhanded comment uh, when they were at that golf outing they were playing in some pro am and some Chargers fan or something said hey Patrick you better watch out for Justin Herbert and he says well I'll, I'll believe it when I see it you know I really do give him a lot of credit for remembering that he said it and then addressing it head on. I, I, I think that was really classy of Patrick. And I think um, I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, he was easy. Very, even before the game this week, I mean, he was very complimentary about his arm talent and, and just how good he was, which is true. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is, he is a guy, he's going to be a real uh, threat to the chiefs for years to come. He really is. So I'm going to, I just, before, before I jump onto the prediction, I did, I did want to mention that. I, I think that was worth mentioning and backtracking uh, for, uh, I think this game is – I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot. I really do. I think it's going to be like um, – if I had to make a prediction, I would say it's going to be like a 35-21 to 21 game, you know. And I think, it, you know, hopefully the Chiefs will jump out early, get that lead, and the Eagles will score, you know, a touchdown or two in the second half that, uh, you know, as, as things are – you know, as they're letting up a little bit, maybe getting some backups into play – but I think I think it's going to be a 35-21 game. I, I think it's uh, two touchdowns, and and I think that the Chiefs just kind of like go in, get their business done, and and get the heck out of Philly, out of Philly with a win. And Jason Kelsey and, and Travis Kelsey get a chance to see each other and share a big brother hug, you know, right before the game. So that'll be that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, one of the, one of the very cool storylines, along with Coach Reed returning to Philadelphia. Well, I'm I'm going. I, I think. Similarly, that the Chiefs will win fairly handily. I'm going a little bit lower scoring, though. I'm saying uh, 28-13 Kansas City. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.